Welcome to another episode of Kenny and the Coaches. This episode is going to be a little bit different, something I'm going to do at times during the run of my podcast. Today I have a guest host to help me interview our guest, and today's co-host was my first guest on the podcast, which is still the most listened to episode. Amazingly, don't know how that happened. Central Boys basketball coach Kenny Magoo. Hey, what's up, man? Oh, not a lot. Can you? It's still number one, it's baby. Still number one. I'm, I, I keep looking. I'm like, surely they thought Somebody, it was. Surely they thought it was like Kenny Bear. Me. Yeah, they, they thought it was Kenny Bear. Oh, and then they. Yeah, they had, they had to. No, no, I, you already had him. I listened, and I was way better than him. So, no. <laughs> man, <laughs> how's on, a, man? how's summer been going so far? Good, good, good. I'm, we hadn't got super busy yet, but uh, we're in a summer league. We've had some open gym workouts, but. Uh, we hadn't we hadn't even went to an actual camp yet was because our summer league started the uh, see the wednesday we got out of school and we've been solid since then so yeah. it starts getting busy this week though so yeah you always think summer's the slow time but it really is non-stop no no that no it's year. not yep i know one thing you're not doing this summer is playing golf and I haven't yet, man. I haven't yet. And I, I know one of my games just getting worse and worse. Yeah. It wasn't very good to begin with, so yeah. now I got to get out there with you. Yep, you sure do. Man, you ready to take a couple plays off and get to our guests? Yeah, let's do it. All right, man. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. If you follow the link I put on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page or on Twitter, which is at Kenny Coaches, you don't have to listen through the Anchor app. You can subscribe to us for free on several podcasting sites, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back. Our guest needs to be given a medal of accomplishment just for putting up with the the guys had to put up with this past year. Before he was a coach, he had a brief career as a professional wrestler. His signature moves included the burning sensation and the delta driver. He is a former Steel Rage Pro Wrestling United States champion. He hung up the wrestling tights, though, to become a coach. He started his coaching career out running a travel team, then moved up to being an assistant, then became a head coach at Friend, which is K through eight school near Chickasha, and is now the head coach of the Central High Lady Broncos. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Lance Osborne. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. I've listened to a few podcasts already, and I think you got something real good going. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, like I said, you need definitely a, a medal or a belt or something for putting up with the co-host. Oh, man. Yeah. Come on, brother. Yeah. yeah, having to keep him out of trouble all year. <laughs> Oh, he didn't do a very good job, so. Yeah. <laughs> now, let's talk a little bit about the the pro wrestling thing. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, Magoo may say whatever, but hes I know he's probably done it, too. He's probably wrestles with his kids right now. Everybody's kind of had that dream, you know, coming up, being a professional wrestler, doing their favorite wrestler's moves. What kind of – what made you decide to go through with that? Yeah, so, I mean, kind of the same thing, you know. I was always a fan of it growing up. When uh, when I was younger, me and my brother, it was kind of like a religion in our house. We watched it yeah. every time it was on. Um, but then, I, you know, I really got into basketball. I was playing basketball. I played college ball, so I didn't really pursue it then. Um, and then after I tore my ACL between my sophomore and junior year of college, 
uh, you know, my playing days were over there. So I wasn't playing. I wasn't really coaching a whole lot at that point uh, other than summer ball. So mm-hmm. it was something I always wanted to do. So I just got in contact with some of the guys that I knew uh, around Tulsa and started working out with them. Oh, yeah. Now, is that like you, you always hear about the, the grind of the professional wrestling thing? Was, was it like a – I mean, was it pretty tough to do? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty tough, especially at first, like trying to figure everything out, learn all the moves, learn the correct positions and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, like people say it's fake, but it, it takes a toll on you for sure. It's, it's not as pat – the ring's not as padded as you would think it is, and – it, it'll it'll beat up on you if you're not ready for it, and then all the travel and everything you're putting a lot of a lot of miles on your body and yeah, burning sensation. That's what it's called. What burning sensation? That was the move. Yeah. What the burning sensation? I mean, I've, so, so me, I've heard people experience that before, but <laughs> me and my tag team partner were frat boys, so I thought that kind of fit. Did you have like a signature phrase or anything? Uh, not really. I didn't quite stick around in it long enough to get into that. We the time I spent was mainly just kind of building our our tag team. Yeah. Uh, so it was more over both of us than just one building one person. Yeah. I mean, but you did uh, that when I did my Google search and. Said you were United States champion. I mean, did you at least get to keep that belt? Uh, for a while, yeah. When I was working at that show, that was like when I first started. Like yeah. I was at that company for for a little while. Yeah, and when you first start, pretty much everybody starts out as a good guy, unless you're uh, incredible at being a bad guy. So yeah, you know, you're pretty basic. You don't really have a character at that point. Um, but then once once I left that promotion uh it, it closed down they just weren't making a whole lot of money so they quit running shows yeah um fr- from there on i you know i had to give up the title and everything which i mean is part of it i would have tried to sneak it out just so i can put it up somewhere <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get let's get into coaching is coaching something that you always wanted to do oh yeah i've, I've known since i was i played in high school that that's what I wanted to do. I, was, I knew I wasn't going to be good enough to make a career out of it, so I figured the next best thing would be coaching. Yeah. Now, what was so your... Why girls, why girls basketball? <laughs> so that, that's actually a pretty new thing, if we're being honest. Because uh, when, when I ran my summer program, it was boys basketball. When I was uh, assistant at my old high school, it was boys basketball. Uh, and then I took the job at Friend. The main... When I got hired, the guy that hired me, he wanted me to put a lot of focus on the boys' side because they were going to be really good, which, I mean, we ended up making it to the ORES state tournament that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the girls were kind of needed to be developed a little bit. Uh, but during that time of, like, teaching those girls and showing them how to do stuff, I just kind of fell in love with girls' basketball, you know. I got a great time coaching boys. It's fun. It's exciting. It's fast. But girl, it's, there's something about girls. It, to me, it's just more fun. 
Man, I got a daughter and a wife, and I, I don't know. <laughs> you, know I, you know, I've gotten to know some of your girls there at Central Area, Viv and then uh, Alex, and I, and I would, I would get fired. <laughs> yeah, you can't punch a girl, can you? I don't, I don't think that. <laughs> no, I don't think you can. <laughs> okay, well, all right. But uh, kudos to you, then. Kudos to you. <laughs> now, what was your uh, what was your first year at Central like? I mean, overall, I loved it. I, I had a great experience. I, I know. I mean, you saw the basketball side. We weren't that good. It was a struggle. Um, but overall, as a whole, you know, the girls bought in. The parents were supportive. The teachers were always supportive. Administration were supportive. So, I mean, it, it was a situation I I couldn't have asked for a better start as a high school coach. So, I, overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. Follow-up question to that. Uh, did like, did you at any time ever feel any like extra pressure coaching alongside me, like being that as good as I am? I mean, does that ever? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mainly just from you talking crap to me, but no. <laughs> Outside of that, no. I, I didn't, most of the pressure I felt was just from myself, and then of course you. <laughs> being the turd that you are. Yeah, okay, all right, good, uh, good, good. If there wasn't any pressure to perform like he performs, the the suit game, there was there there had to be some pressure there. No, I mean, not really. They, uh, when I when I interviewed for the job, they told me, like, you know, we're probably going to be pretty bad. I don't think I quite grasped at that time what they meant, but, you know, they were straightforward with me that, they don't expect anything right off the bat because it's going to be a couple of years of rebuilding probably. So they they understand. And when I've talked to our AD and the superintendent about it, they continue to say, hey, we love what you're doing. We know it's going to take a little bit to get going. Just keep your head up and keep working. Yeah, I think, I think everyone's had tough seasons like you guys have had. I mean, I know I've had them when I – when I was at the Fox, I had the first year I took over girls, I think we only won like two games, you know, I mean, we, and we progressively got better and better. How did you, how do you keep the morale up and like keep the girls focused during a tough season like you had? So my first year at Friend, uh, like I said, my girls, we were kind of in the same situation. We all won five games during the regular season. Um, but I learned during that time that you just gotta teams like that where you're developing you gotta really put a big emphasis on the little victories mm-hmm. like they, they start doing uh, X, Y, and Z correct but we haven't quite figured out A, B, and C yet so I'm putting a lot of uh, you know hey we're doing this great let's keep working on this and then after you know praising them for that be like okay now we gotta kinda work on this part a little bit and bring it up. So it's really just small victories, you know, keeping mm-hmm. them encouraged that they're doing this right, that there's little improvements. I mean, it may not have showed a lot on the scoreboard, but, it, I mean, people that watched us throughout the year, we got a little bit better each and every game as we went. And I think that's just a big thing of, you know, celebrating those small victories and trying to keep them encouraged on, hey, we're improving a little bit here and here, and next time we're going to improve on this part. Yeah. Hey, okay, so I, I got something there. You're talking about keeping up their morale. Now, yourself, let's say after a tough loss, or heck, a big win. You know, you had a couple of them. Uh, where do you go home after drinking choice? Uh, um, well, it depends uh, Depends what the lady has bought for me when I got home. 
<laughs> well, I mean, I will say this. I mean, it seems like we played you guys ten times this past season. And I, you know, mm-hmm. in our girls' games, it, I never felt like your girls gave up. And I think that's a big, a big thing when you have a tough season. You know, it's easy to get down. You know, if you're getting beat double digits, and it just keeps seems like it's getting worse. That's one thing you want to see is your kids keep fighting. And I always felt like your girls always fought to the very end. I appreciate that. That's, I mean, that's something I definitely preach to them all the time because I mean, most of my girls this past season, it was their first time really playing minutes. Yeah. Like, most of them were sophomores and freshmen uh, and set the bench the year before. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the experience, I mean, it'll come eventually, but, yeah, the biggest battle to keep pushing, break through those walls and just fight to the end no matter how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, now, talk a little bit about uh, Beth Clement from this past year and kind of what she meant uh, to your team. Oh, Beth, she is one of a kind, man. <laughs> um, a lot of people, like, if you don't really know her, you'll think she's just quiet and just kind of sits there, but she she would talk back to me a little bit. <laughs> She'd tell me, no, nah, I, I ain't playing tonight, Coach. I ain't doing it. <laughs> but, no, she, she's awesome. She was kind of the heart and soul of the team. Everybody loved her. Uh, Any time she was in the game, no matter if we were up or down, the girls were involved. Everybody loved her. The gym would go crazy for every basket. So, I mean, honestly, she was kind of a big help in keeping the morale up because she tried – when she was in, everybody was excited. Yeah. Oh, I, I can second some of that. This is Wagner. She's a season firecracker. She, uh, <laughs> yeah, like she said, we were, we were about to play somebody, and I said, hey, Beth. She, you know, sometimes she didn't warm up. She didn't have to warm up. You know, she got buckets without warming up. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. hey, why don't you warm it up? And she said, I'm not playing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> or you might you might pass in the hall one day and try to give her a high five, and she may give you a high five, and then the next time she might just – kind of nose up at you so she's, she's, she's yep. something else <laughs> so the the first camp i did last summer with them we went up to, uh to the ampo camp and after like two or three games you know beth is strictly a shooter she don't like to play defense uh, <laughs> after like two or three games <laughs> I, was to, <laughs> I was about to put her in and i called her over near me i said hey i put you in you gonna play defense she kind of looks around a little bit looks me dead in the eye and goes Nope, and goes and sits down. <laughs> there you go. I think that's the way secretly most kids are in general. And they're like, yeah, I guess I'll play defense, and then they just they just want the ball to shoot. <laughs> now, what does uh what does the summer look like for you guys? Uh, so we just finished uh, the cash camp uh, this past Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, and we actually had quite a bit of success for it. You know, I'm kind of just after this past week we had, I'm, I'm excited to get uh, to this next camp this week. We're leaving on Tuesday to go to Elk City mm. for a few days. We'll, we'll be up there for three days, play a lot of Texas teams, a couple bigger uh, Oklahoma teams. Um, and then after that, we'll just have workouts and open gyms throughout the rest. Uh, I mean, and at that point, we're just working on development, learning the game. I guess that kind of goes into my next question. Where – where do you see Lady Bronco basketball going from here? Well, I mean, like I said earlier, you know, it's going to be a year or two of building and, you know, getting that confidence in them, understanding 
uh, how to play the game correctly and everything. But eventually, you know, they're going to set the pathway where I'd like to have it where we're kind of a respected program. People see us on our schedule and they're like, oh, we got to play them this year? Like, crap. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe eventually if I'm – if they keep me around long enough, you know, we get to a state tournament or two. But my biggest thing is just making making Central High a name. Yeah. Making it somebody that's not, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, we can play them. I want to be a team that people don't want to play. Mm-hmm. Or they know it's going to be a tough game if when we come around. Good deal. Good deal. Now, always like kind of ending on, you know, kind of talking about an area of the sport that we're talking about. Are there any areas in basketball like you think needs work on? Like maybe I think one of the big things when I was talking with uh, you know, the boys basketball coach from T- uh, Tushka, Coach uh, Chris Zike, but we were talking about the rating system. I mean, they were unranked and they were the first team to be unranked to win the state tournament. So, I mean, do you think that like the and no, I mean I hadn't. I knew where Tushka was at, but I didn't know how good their basketball program is. I mean, do you think that, like, the rating system, there needs to be something different there? What do you – both of you guys think about that? So, I mean, I don't know. This is my first year uh, using the ranking system because it was my first year coaching high school. Um, so, I mean, I thought that's probably the best way to do it, honestly, because all the coaches – the only issue is, you know, I've heard it on your podcast a time or two, coaches of the West don't really know what's going on in the East. Like, we don't know some of those teams – yeah. Uh, I grew up in the in the east part of the northeast part of the state, so I know some teams up there. I know some coaches that I can talk to up there and stuff. But as a whole, like there's just some teams I have no idea. Like I'm like you, I had no idea who Tushka was mm-hmm. until they got they went on their run in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'll, I'll kind of second what he says. Uh, you know, it's I think it's the best way. You know, it's. Uh, you know, I guess it used to be like the Daily Oklahoma or something. You know, I think it's mm-hmm. – but I think we do need to tweak areas, you know. And, and I, don't, I don't know the perfect fix. I don't think anybody does. But it's uh, it's one of those things – if you're going to do a good job, you you got you to gotta reach out to people. You know, you, you, you call somebody. Like I said, all you got to know sometimes is a couple people from the Northeast or a couple people from the Northwest. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be honest with you, that's why I chose uh, a few years ago when I was at Davenport to go to Shattuck. You know, because we weren't so getting any love up there, and we were, we were pretty mm-hmm. dang good. And mm-hmm. you go up there, and, and you just, you know, so you, you know, you got to work. You got to work at it. You know, you got to. It's, it's just like being good at anything else. You got to. If you don't put some work in it, it's it's not gonna work. So it's a. But I, I'm. I think it's the best way. You know, I, I think letting coaches do it. You know, I, I guess there. I heard somebody say, and it, it, it kind of makes sense. Is you only rank like the teams in your area. Yeah. You know, I mean, you only rank the team here and then somehow have some kind of rating system that puts it all together. And, you know, I don't, I'm not smart enough to do all that, but uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's something that you could consider. But nothing's ever going to be perfect. Nobody, not everybody's going to be happy. So, I mean, just go play the team on your schedule and let's go get them. How about that? Yeah. 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 I know. That's what, like, early in the year, I talked to Magoo a lot about teams that I had no idea who were ranked, especially that first ranking. I'm like, I don't know half these people. Yeah. So I talked to him. I talked to Coach Hunt, who uh, was out in Velma. Uh, I just got with people I knew to try to figure out who who deserved it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people just fall in love with the the, the blue bloods of the each class, you know. And I think they're you're just like, well, you even see like a team that's you know traditionally in the state tournament, 
You'd be like, they may have a couple of losses, and, and most people would be like, well, we know they'll be there by the end of the season, so they'll just put them up in the top five. Yeah. You know? so well, that's, that's kind of something I was going to add. Is something I was going to add was, like, there's just not enough rankings, to be honest. If you don't start mm-hmm. somewhere, if you don't start, you know, if, if, if you're a team that you know, wants to be in that top eight, if you don't start somewhere close, you don't get there. No. You know what I mean? No. Especially, especially if you're a football school, and I'm not – and – you know, we're not super successful here, so we didn't, you know, we didn't make the playoffs. But for teams that make the playoffs, amen teams or whatever that make, make the playoffs, they don't, you know, they don't. Sometimes the, the you know, the non-football schools, they'll, they'll have eight or ten games in before they'll start. You know, when I was at Davenport, you know, they're, you know we'd go play right off the bat and play five games in the first week. Mm-hmm. and But there would be already other teams that played seven or eight games. So it's like you just – so. Some way to extend the, the length of it, and I don't know if that's extend the basketball season or start the ranking sooner or uh, yeah. how to fix that. But that, that's something that if you don't, like you said, every year and you're out, you know, your Fort Cobbs and your, you know, your, your Glencoe and your, you know, all, all mm-hmm. these teams are going to already automatically be ranked just because of who they are yeah. and well deserving. You know, well deserving. Mm-hmm. If you don't know any better, you then probably probably should rank those guys because they're going to be good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I know. Way back in the day, I'm guilty of doing that. Whenever, gosh, back the 2010s, I would just, you know, I I think rankings were kind of a new thing back then. I would just kind of be like, "Eh, yeah, that that looks good, you know. Yeah, I'd kind of look at other coaches' stuff and be like, "Eh, yeah, I guess he knows what he's talking about. But, yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, that's one thing that Coach Zach was from Tushka was saying was, I, 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 you got to beat them all anyway, so it really doesn't matter. It, to him, it didn't – and his guys, it didn't really matter where they, where they ended up. They knew they had – they knew the path they had to go, so. And I, when you I, talked yeah. to him, did, had you heard how he did, who he all has back? Um, he I think he's – Well, he, I think he said that they will be pretty young. But, I mean, yeah. okay. who knows? Gotcha. Yeah. Now, we also, me and Magoo talked about the shot clock. Do you, I think, honestly, and this, I don't mean to sound sexist here, but I think that it would be probably easier to implement a shot clock in boys' basketball than it would be for girls, just because, I mean, it's going to speed the game up, and sometimes, you know, you'll be watching a girls' game, and they won't get into the half court, you know, and then they'll get into the half court, and then, you know, you've got 25 seconds or whatever to, try to come up with a play, you know, to run your offense. And it just, I, I don't, do you think that it would be, the shot clock would be something that would be easily implemented if they could find out a way to get one to all schools? I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of the shot clock. I would love to have it. Um, do I think it would be easy to implement? Uh, no. I mean, maybe for the big schools, uh, the, you know, smaller schools, it's going to be an adjustment to the game. Especially a lot of girls programs, uh, Class A, Class B, like you'll see a lot of teams that play really slow. Mm-hmm. They try to take their time and move the ball around. They'll make, and if a team isn't good at defense, like, and we were, like, and you run a zone, you're going to see a team pass the ball 10, 15 times before they take a shot. Yeah. yeah. So I think on the smaller levels, especially on girls basketball, yeah, it might be a little more difficult to, for, the, for them to adjust. Um, I I like to push the tempo a little bit. I, we won't, you know, you saw us play. We weren't that great at it right now. Um, but if they decided to, I I would be all for it. Yeah. Same, same. I mean, I'm like, well, if we're gonna shoot it before we turn it over. We're 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's the same way. Like, we, we gotta get a shot clock. We could have a 15 second shot clock for all I care. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> you, you can't get buckets if you don't get, get shots up. And we, so me and Magoo also talked about that too. The low scoring games. I mean, I, it's still killing me. You know, we just came from a camp this week, and I mean, I guess the scores were okay, but it's just like, you know, we're playing two 15 minute halves and. You know, this or 16 minute halves and the scores, you know, I don't think anybody got over 50, you know, and that's just, I, do you think, I mean, you, you started out coaching boys, but do you think that, what do you think has been kind of the, the reason for all these low scoring games? Oh man, that's a tough one. I don't know. Cause when I, when I played, when I was in high school, we didn't really score a whole lot either. We, our, my high school coach put a whole lot of emphasis on defense. You're so 12 years old. I know, right? <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, but, but he put a lot of emphasis on defense, so we weren't taking a whole lot of shots and stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I really don't have an answer to that, but I, you're right. I've noticed that the scores aren't as high as they used to be, uh, especially on the girls' side. Uh, you know, like you said, at camp, you guys were – hardly putting up points <clears throat> uh, this past week while we were at cash. I think the most we scored was in the 20s. Wow. And even other even other teams like the top teams that were in that camp, there were some of them that barely got over 30. Yeah. Uh, you know, you talk, when, we, when we talked, Kenny, about it, uh, you know, I don't remember exactly what I all said, but I thought about it more after you brought that up. And I, you know, sitting around, I just – and I think I kind of mentioned it, but I, I think a big reason is the three-point shot. I really do. You know, yeah. people are people are living and dying by the thing. And, and guess what? The longer the shot, the lower chance you got to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, so I think, I, mean, that, I think that really is a big thing. Because, I, you know, I, I graduated in 98, so I'm way older than Lance. But we scored a lot. But we, we took good threes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, my kid, Cole Scott, he about beat you guys on a fadeaway three-point shot, and that's just a shot that he he would take. You know, yeah. So really a shot with me, and I allowed him to take it. So it's, I think a lot is that. Don't tell me. Does that make sense, Lance? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense for sure. I mean, I'm I'm right there. I I love the three-point game. I grew up in, you know, this era of shooting threes, which I don't want to make you guys feel old or anything, but, <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I grew up in that era of, Get the ball down. Let's try to get a three-point shot. And that's, I mean, that's what I like to do. I was a, I was, well, I was a three-point shooter in college. That's what I did. So that's what I like to build our offense around. Are we that good at it? No. Um, but in the, this last camp, you know, we moved the ball around. We got some open shots. And I just, like Magoo said, I think it's just there's a huge emphasis on it all all across the board. But a lot of people aren't taking like good shots. It's a lot of forced threes more than anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As you guys were talking about that, I was thinking about some of the games at our camp. I mean, we – I think – I say we didn't score very much, but it's like one game in particular, I can't remember who we were playing, but we, you know, we were running the floor and we hit like three straight – or four straight threes to start the game. We're up 12 to nothing with like, you know, two minutes off the clock. And then we don't score again because we're still taking those same shots and missing them for another five minutes. You know, so yeah. I just think about that. That probably is a big thing of it. And I'm, you know, me and Coach Hill are constantly saying, you know, get to the basket, get to the basket, shots not falling. But, you know, that's what kids do, you know, whenever they're 
doing open gym stuff. They're not practicing on their their drives and layups. They're practicing on their three point shots. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. That's what me and Magoo have had to get on the get on the kids coming into the gym and their first shots are NBA three. Yeah, yeah, yeah shooting. Yeah, I've already. implemented the old rule, like especially at the junior high level. If your first, if when you come in, if you're not right at the rim shooting, you know, fundamental, just working on your form, they, they're in trouble. I'm wrong. So, mm-hmm. but I like it. I'm with Lance. I like I like the three ball too. You like kids that can shoot it. You know, mm-hmm. we're never going we're never going to go away from that. Although you know. I, I was off to the lance. I was, I was, I never was a great shooter, but getting to the rim was what I, that's what I was good at. That's mm-hmm. what I was, and that's even, I'm probably a better shooter now than I was then because, you know, I really focused more on the fundamental part of it. But, yeah. But even now when we play, I still, I'm a, I'm a go to the rim guy. I just, so, yeah. But, yeah. I shoot this, I mean, it might be a little bit that coaches are still coaching defense hard. So it's mm-hmm. not the shoot the three rest on the best mentality. It's the, you know, it's, hey, we're shooting a lot of threes, but we're also getting after you, you know, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you got now kind of going off of areas of basketball? What do you think is the most important, you know, not necessarily position, but component of a basketball team? Like, do you think having a good point guard, a good post guy, a good shooter, what do you guys think is like – if you have this, I can build off of that. I mean, it may be different for boys, but I know girls basketball, you got to have a guard. You got to have somebody that can take care of the basketball. And I, I, once again, you know, you saw us play and we struggled with that because my guards that I had out there hadn't really played a whole lot. They didn't mm-hmm. understand how to take care of the basketball, how to protect themselves from whatnot. I mean, girls basketball, I mean, you definitely got to have a guard that can handle the ball. I can take a big and, you know, teach him to post up and work for the work to get open. Um, but it's a lot harder to teach somebody to take care of the ball and read the defense when you're passing, bringing it up against the press. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with Lance on this one, too. I mean, I think guards make the world go around. I think go look at every, you know, go look, we'll play boys side up, go look at the state tournament every year and the guard play. If you don't have good guard play, you're not there. You're just not, you know, you're not getting there on the, on the, on the back of a six, eight kid because, yeah. you know, who's going to get it to him, you know what I mean? So I'm, you know, and this is, this is, you know, my son's terrible. He's awful, but, you know, he's, point guard. <laughs> he's got point guard mentality and he's we're better when he's on the floor just because, you know, a good mm-hmm. point guard just kind of gets everybody where they need to be. So, I mean, it's, you know, not, not the not that, you know, I, I think I got a couple bigs that are going to really surprise some people this year and that they're huge. They're a huge part of special, you know, but as far as if you don't have the guard, how does, how does big Colton the get the ball? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things, I think. Yeah. Guards kind of make you go around. Yep. Well, guys, I think I've taken enough of your time today. I appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to talk with me. Hey, I got one more question. I got okay. one more question for Lance, real quick, because I, I don't know why we hadn't we hadn't ever talked about this, and maybe we have, but you can be it can be a one word answer. You can explain it. Jordan or LeBron? Oh, yes. Then what? Jordan or LeBron? Really? <laughs> I was joking. Yeah, I knew where he's going with it. I, I, I was laughing. One hundred percent, Jordan. All right. You, 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 don't, you don't want to explain why? 
I mean, I, I think he affected the game in more ways than LeBron did on, on both sides of the floor. That, that's my thing. Like, yeah, the stats, LeBron may have more. He's also played, what, four or five more years than Jordan did. Uh, but I think the way he impacted his game on offense and defense puts him up. And I grew up, I, you know, I never actually watched Michael Jordan live except for when he was with the Wizards. Um, oh, my gosh. So, I mean, I, I just saw old man Jordan. But I grew up watching LeBron, you know. I had a LeBron James Heat jersey. Mm. Like, I'm I'm a fan of him, but I don't I don't, I don't even think uh, LeBron's better than Kobe. Oh, wow. I don't either, Jake. I love it. I don't either. Yeah, I, I'm Jordan, a... Kobe, LeBron. That's my top three. Wow. Yep, there you go. I saw somewhere where they had stats up and they had a third stat of a Hall of Fame career, and they were saying that on the little meme I saw it said that that the Hall of Fame career in between LeBron and Jordan was the stats that LeBron's missing to even get to the yeah. place where Jordan is. So I'm in the same boat. I'm a Jordan guy. Always will be. Beautiful. <laughs> well, guys, I appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks. Hey, man, Kenny. Hey, Kenny, thanks for thanks for making me a part of it too, man. We have to become a really good friend, so I'm glad I got to do it with this. Big thanks to Coach Kenny Magoo for stepping in as co-host, and hopefully, we will have more shows with Coach Magoo and other co-hosts in the future. And another big thanks to Coach Lance Osborne for doing the podcast today. And thank you for listening to Kenny and the Coaches. Go ahead and subscribe to my podcast and tell others about it. It's Kenny and the Coaches. And that's Kenny with an E. Until next time.